0: Perfect. I even heard three collapse. Me too. And,
1: and we scared of my wife.
2: <laughs> 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 oh no! Also, the cat is here. That's good. In case people were happy wondering. Happy Canada Day. Mm, happy Canada, Canada Day. Yeah, Day. indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Hey.
0: What, is, what is Canada Day? Uh, it's uh, our country. Well, our country's unofficial like birthday. Uh, it's uh, you know,
1: kind of like the Independence Day, but.
0: It's like Independence Day, but Canada. <laughs> Pretty
2: much, yeah. <laughs>
0: and earlier in the year. So I don't know. Does that make it superior? Um, <laughs> although An- Annapurna Interactive has just tweeted, Happy Stray Release Month, formerly known as July. So it's, you know, it's what Stray is Release coming Month is the 1st.
1: I, I really want to play that one. Me
2: too. Stray? 15th? That's podcast relevant? I think. Mm. I want to say 19th, it's the 5th, yeah. ni- 19th. Yeah, just make a
1: of this. We,
0: need, we need to figure out where to get code for that and acquire that because I want that so bad.
1: Yeah, me too. Same. All the cats. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. July nineteenth on the theme.
0: Yes. When when I was in Quebec, my little sister kept saying, like, kept forgetting and then saying, "Have you seen the cat game?" I'm like, "Yes, I've seen the cat game."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was like a when, when they had the um uh, announcement events and everything. It's like one of the only ones that actually her uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah it's like yeah it's one of more of these games one or more uh, Harvest Moonlight game one or more of these and this was like another like the only one, unique one
0: it's like boring boring generic boring boring seen this before boring 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 cat
2: yep I mean also very like, well
0: animated cat
2: taking cat and cyberpunk together is also interesting
0: Yeah, it's a good setting, and also the cat has a backpack. Like, come on. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: The thing I really want to know is, like, it is a stealth game, and there are, like, robots that come after you. So do they give the cat a gun at any point? Because every stealth game ends with giving the main character a gun, and you just shoot all the bad guys. Hopefully not. I want them to give the cat a rocket, launcher. (laughs) so bad even if so, yeah. it's just to shoot a single thing to like uh, uh, get an objective, I just want the cat to shoot a weapon so badly mm. just because I think it's funny I,
2: I mean would it would be funny. be funny, I would agree with you on that one, but it would also i don't know i don't i i don't I'm not sure if that wouldn't just cheapen the game in a way as well though true a little bit, yeah. but it would still I be cool. um
0: I certainly don't need to catch dual wield shotguns or anything.
2: Mm, yeah. Definitely not.
1: The publisher has uh, at least the content creator sign up form. Ooh. It's for specific game.
2: Could you link that in places?
1: Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: put that somewhere. Where
2: we can in see. the in the uh secret, not existing Discord. <laughs>
0: This is very good pont- podcast content that definitely doesn't need to be, you know, <laughs> edited out.
2: Oh, <laughs> it's, never. It's behind the
1: scenes.
0: Yeah, this is uh, behind the, the behind the scenes podcast content.
2: Yep, exactly. I also have
1: an email address for the publisher as so.
2: mm-hmm.
1: well. mm up
0: Signed up to that, MailChimp.
1: I would imagine they'll send in emails uh, soonish probably
2: probably yeah yeah
0: probably definitely maybe
2: <laughs> that sounds about right
1: that yeah, sounds about right
0: up, but, uh... i mean i just clicked a thing saying that it's okay to send me marketing emails which means i'm probably
2: going to receive emails you're going to receive all of the emails
0: <laughs> speaking of emails apparently monument valley is coming to pc
2: Yes, we I'm all got that volleyball. email you, you, and yes, your reply. Yes, we got the email. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, I didn't realize that went to the team email. Well, sorry. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Some... I,
2: I posted it in, this, in Discord as well. I don't know what it is, but something about the way you present that email on your page in particular confuses people so much. Maybe you need to like have like big, mm. bold, shiny letters. Saying like, "Send me an email here. Send me an email about my team here, <laughs> or something."
0: I mean, it literally says for individual business inquiries. There's a second email underneath it, so I don't know.
2: I think that's the started. problem, though, because they grab the top one first. If you switch it around, it's probably not mm-hmm. a problem. I would say.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so they, just the they just see an email. They just the emails like, this is my a... bit down at the bottom.
2: Mm-hmm because now we're yeah, all I to, cc'd I don't even into, into too... this email chain <laughs> you by the way have an well, answer <laughs>
1: yeah i know <laughs> ay, ay, ay. the monument valley looks so pretty interesting for sure though.
2: yes agreed
1: <laughs> i played the first one ages ago on back when
0: i had a fucking apple device
2: mm. i've never owned an yeah, apple you device. can
0: delete that i think <laughs> Same. Yeah,
2: I did. <laughs> it's <laughs> just really funny Cause, uh at least
0: it's a legitimate response. Sheesh.
2: That's true, yeah. So yeah. Um just listeners. If you're working uh-huh. with people and you're grabbing your email, grabbing the email from them from somewhere, make sure you're grabbing the correct email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just double check also, I, just in case. <laughs>
0: I flipped the uh mm. uh the, the emails so Cool cool. Hopefully that helps.
2: Fingers nice. crossed.
0: Fingers crossed indeed. Yep. Um Yes. I I'm I just found a very strange gif. That's that's all. So I'm going it.
2: <laughs> oh my god. This this okay, so just to paint the picture. Listeners uh-huh. Blind just woke up, yeah. Bell is sweating in the sauna from death, and I yep. just streamed for eight hours, so we are all basically 100% here for this podcast, and we're on top of everything.
0: On the topic of this podcast, this is episode 24 of the Halcyon Frequency <laughs> Podcast, airing third, the 3rd third of July, 2022. We are currently recording on the 1st, and it is Canada Day. Happy Canada Hi, Day. everybody. G'day. I'm blind I'm hosting uh I took a week off because I was on the other side of Canada and I'm joined by the uh sweaty Finn Bellinaire.
1: How, how are you doing today I am very sweaty for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a it's been a hot week and it's gonna be still a hotter uh, for a while so we'll see Actually, providing it's, it's own not as summer. bad as some other summers like at least we get the cool evenings or, or nights because uh, a couple summers ago it was like Temperature doesn't go down. It's like 30 Celsius night day. Because we are also in the period of the... uh, No nights in Finland. Because we live up here here, so north uh, that uh, it's uh, 24-7 sunlight.
2: That must be so horrible. Yeah.
1: It is. It is. Like, uh, I've had some sleeping issues uh, throughout my life. And uh, when it's, like, constantly bright... Like, the darkest period of the day is basically like an overcast midday. It, it is a pretty rough to sleep if you don't have like massive blinders in the windows and everything mm. and since since I heard a car
0: going by it's it is worth noting that if there are any audio issues throughout this podcast uh don't don't worry about it we just kind of have to deal with it so that people don't die in their homes um yeah. be, due to like windows being open and such um Fg how are you doing in your not sweaty nightmare hellscape
2: yeah no I'm the weather here is actually perfectly all right um i'm okay a bit tired you know just did the whole eight hours streaming thing woke up a bit early as well but and then chat also to try to destroy me so that also doesn't ever help because it's like adrenaline 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 really high and then you kind of come down from stream and then it's like but now it's podcast recording time but i'm sure i'll be okay and then it's weekend and i'm looking forward to it hell yeah,
0: yeah. i'm um I'm going to dump this recording on Arch after we're done recording because I have a backpack that is fully packed and ready to go for an overnight backpacking trip, which is, is staring at me right now. So <laughs> as soon as we end this recording, I'm just going to like ship off my audio and then go grab my backpack and leave. So excited. That sounds great. Should be fun.
1: Yeah, sounds already fun.
0: Indeed, but uh, in the time since th- I was last on this podcast, uh, I went away for uh, like a week. I went, I went out to Montreal, and um, uh, you guys recorded an, an episode without me, which I got to listen to. And you know what? It was very nice, kind of getting to listen to my own podcast without me being on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Uh, we've now taken over. Um, also, uh, for once, we didn't kick Kiri off the team. You got kicked off. Sorry, <laughs> but um, I. That's how I will now. say that I left. I didn't get <laughs> <out>. <laughs>
0: but that's one clarification I, I would like to make. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, fair enough. No, I took a good. week off. It was good. We had a, we had a very different recording time because it was like seven o'clock in the morning for me. So that was like, it was like completely flipped, but it was good.
0: And instead of like a late in the day recording, it was a late in the evening recording?
2: No, it was early morning because it was seven, 7 er- o'clock. Sorry, yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. Mm. And for Arch, it was like, Normal human time for once. Because <laughs> it was like 6 p.m. for him, so it was normal human time.
0: I was going to say, what is normal human time for Arch? But yeah, I guess like 6 p.m. is normal human time for Arch.
2: And non-Arch that's... people as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, that's just that's just normal awake yep. time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Meow. Meow, yeah. Sorry. There's a cat, of course. I mean, there's always a cat, but it's a Clearly very...
0: cat is celebrating the most exciting month of them all, which is stray release month. Which is the cat game finally comes out.
2: To be fair, that's that is pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, I, I'm celebrating right now, uh, under the guise of Canada Day, of course. But... <laughs> How do you celebrate Canada Day? Um. Well, it depends on who you are. Uh, some people blow stuff up and pretend to be Americans um some people just drive around in big trucks and go oh canada all over the place (laughs) uh some people um post gifts on twitter of people chugging maple syrup um some people go to the air show um there's like a parade i i don't know i generally forget that canada day is happening and then it's the second of july and canada Day is over (laughs) <laughs> that's usually what i do um i like I, when i was younger like we used to go to the air show every year there's there's there an air, air show that happens um and they like draw giant maple leaves in the sky and stuff I, I don't know it's 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 like any like country's independence day or country's birthday day where there is stuff you could go do in theory oh i i, I usually buy weed because weed is way cheaper <laughs> that's that's something that i usually do on canada day um
1: I'm not so basically a um, basically a uh, uh, holiday, but it's just drunk. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: it, it's just it's just a normal holiday and excuse to an excuse to abuse substances. But today Ooh. I'm going to climb a mountain, so I guess nice. that's what I'm doing on Canada Day.
2: The funny thing is, just um, you said it's like any other country's like National Celebration Day, unless you're German, because if you're German, you don't do anything. <laughs> it is not a day to celebrate. <laughs> like
1: when when is the.
2: But it would be it would be so we don't celebrate like Germany per se, um yeah, what you do is you celebrate the day of German unity, so when East and West Germany reunited on the third of October, mm-hmm. that's like the the holiday you would celebrate, I suppose, but there is like there's like an official thing, but like people just take the day off and it's just a day off, like that's it. it's just like, yeah, you don't do parades or like nobody's gonna run around like swing a german flag like people just don't do that
0: (laughs) so something that i think is really maybe not strange but different um i I, I was in montreal for a week right i was in montreal from the 20th to the 26th and i i flew back pretty late at night on the 26th um on friday june 24th me and my uh uh sister-in-law who i was splitting the, the Airbnb with and flew with back and forth. Um, n- we didn't know, and neither did my little sister or her partner, who we were, like, visiting the entire week. Um, but apparently Friday, June 24th, is Nativity of St. John the Baptist, which is seems to be more important than any holiday on Earth for Quebec. That or they just celebrate every holiday with fireworks, like five parades, and every single tourist on the planet. Um, oh, wow. It was bizarrely busy it's like (laughs) okay so you're celebrating the birthday of a saint that i haven't thought about since bible school when i was six and there's like french flags everywhere there's like whole like entire streets blocked there's like outdoor concerts and festivals happening and it's like what an odd thing to celebrate
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that like we, we had to yeah. ask her out a
0: little bit. We're like, "What actually is going?" On? Like they they had police blocking off certain metro lines to like allow traffic, foot traffic to move through smoother. Like it was kind of crazy. Um, we were able to dodge most of the big crowds, but it was, I, maybe the most people I've seen outside
1: since before the pandemic. I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we don't definitely don't have anything like that for any of the holidays or anything.
2: Mm, same. I suppose, I guess, here in the UK, we had it for, like, the Diamond Jubilee, like, pe- some people, people went either went, like, really, really crazy, or people just didn't give a crap about that.
1: Or moaned about
2: it. Yeah, I mean, like... that that's, you know, everybody's gonna moan about it, because that's just what you do, but... Yeah, I don't know. This
1: is, this is what the
0: Wikipedia page for the Nativity of St. John the Baptist says. Celebrations include parades, bonfires, fireworks, feasting, drinking, musical concerts, flag-waving, and patriotic speeches
1: and contests. hmm Yeah, none of that in here, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Same.
1: <laughs> like our, I, I... our Independence Day is basically it's, uh, well, the, it's, uh, December 6th, so it's bold and miserable. So everyone is just staying at home, uh, watching TV, mostly. There's a presidential, uh, like a thing at the presidential palace. uh, So people just watch that and look at the fancy dresses and everything. And that's pretty much Independence Day. Yeah. I...
0: Hmm. Sounds pretty standard, I would say. Yeah. Sounds pretty chill. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, yeah, I, I during my week in Quebec, um, I, I've basically come to terms that Quebec is, especially Montreal, is very much like a clone of Vancouver, except somebody smacked me over the head and I woke up in an alternate reality 15 years ago where there's still payphones everywhere. Because over here, there, there are no payphones. Like, all the payphones got ripped out, like, 15 years ago. Like, there, yeah, they do not exist over here. There are, like, four payphones on every, like, corner stop in montreal um so there's payphones everywhere and also a bunch of old chains that don't exist in british columbia where i live anymore uh because they either got bought out or went out of business or whatever um kind of everywhere so i feel like it's like a weird alternate reality vancouver where everything is 15 degrees hotter for some reason everybody's speaking french and all of these old chains still exist and there's payphones everywhere it's kind of odd
2: Hmm.
1: but can have the similar experience always going to UK especially when i was in Sheffield for a summer it really felt like i was going kind of time travelling in 15 years ago yeah also, they it's locked not my really bank card that when I got common
2: anymore they took a while but most of them have now been like either dismantled or repurposed to something else
0: the i mean payphones here were just like a uh a nuisance because they were either like used by kids to prank call people or people to buy drugs
1: and so they just dismantled them all yeah once those cell phones here... became a thing uh, yeah, they just vanished like instantly
2: there were a few here here and there um just in case people don't have cell phones but like very 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 rarely like because i mean most people just have phones on them now right there's like yeah.
0: emergency phones in the in the underground train stations, but that's mm. about it.
1: Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Yeah,
1: we had such a huge uh, push uh, for cell phones when uh, when they became a thing with the Nokia and everything. So, oh yeah, of course, everyone yeah, has a, has a phone, and uh, you, even if you don't have like money to buy one, uh, the government basically provides you.
2: Mm. I don't. Phone. I don't think I know anybody. Who doesn't have a phone? Unless they're like super vehement against stuff, and even then, they usually have like, you know, like a like a an old, basic phone, like not a smart I know smart one phone, person.
0: But, yeah. I know one person who doesn't have a smartphone, and it's Ponce. So <laughs> it's Twitch streamer from Vancouver. His <laughs> wife has a phone though, so sometimes he'll have his wife's phone, but most mm. of the time he doesn't have a phone, which is kind I, of fun. I was fun. weirdly like,
1: against them as well. Uh, like, I, like I, don't. Why do I need a smartphone? It's like I don't. I have a phone. I have a camera, but then once you start using one, it's like, where has this been all my life? Why am I carrying like a phone and a camera and everything separately? Especially when you have a good uh, like Finnish mobile connection and everything, it's mm. surprisingly I mean, useful.
0: The area that I'm going backpacking has cell signal all the way up to the third peak of the mountain. So, that's nice. Like I can I could go up to the top of the mountain and call my mom.
1: Is that like a national park area or something similar?
0: uh it's it's provincial land but yeah. like the the provincial land just like the cell signal just kind of goes the problem is we live in canada so like data limits are very low so i can't stream from up there or anything but mm. yeah that's true like
1: we have a pretty good connection like throughout the national parks and uh, our mountains the, the tiny hills that we have uh mm-hmm. so one uh, they have they, they have pretty good uh, coverage everywhere so
0: oh it's pretty nice um... On the topic of mountains, I went to the top of this the biggest hill in Montreal called Mount Royal, um, and I would just like to inform anybody here in Quebec that's not a goddamn mountain, that's a hill, <laughs> a small one at that. Like I grew up on a hill that was bigger than that, and we call that a hill. That's a hill.
2: Hey, I mean, I literally watch a YouTuber that makes series about visiting the highest points of like really flat countries, and it's it's great.
0: Has, have they stood on top of a landfill yet?
2: No, but they've done like um, they did like a meetup a while ago where they stood on like the highest point in the Netherlands, and it's like this tiny little thing, <laughs> just like a couple of meters high. Th-
0: the highest point in uh, in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, in Canada, uh, is their landfill.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised. Are, yeah, yeah.
1: We actually have here a actually pretty close to me, even a. Um... Is this old like a landfill area, which they turned into like um like a skiing hill? Yeah, It's quite, yeah. very tall—not not about tall and tall, but uh, at least some somewhat tall, and uh, there's like ski lifts and everything out there.
2: The um, yeah, that's
1: not too uncommon.
2: Yeah, the Turning the area in. that I'm that I'm from in Germany used to be like old mining. They used to do coal mining there, and uh, so all of the refuse skips like from from just mining. So like it's all slag and like. You know the dirt and like st- stone and all that sort of stuff that they didn't need all of that's now been being turned into like parks and and like hills to do stuff on because they literally like it's so much they can't move it <laughs> like it's just ridiculous the amounts and uh the entire ground underneath all the cities is now is basically like just full of holes and sometimes there are just sinkholes in <laughs> the in the middle of the street because that's where a mining so shaft was just... yeah
1: yeah wow yeah that's that's let's take the refuse to some good use
2: uh, yeah 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 exactly
0: another another thing i'll say about montreal is the roads over there are terrible and belonair maybe you can like help me with this but like their excuse and reasoning for the roads being horrible and like the roads are horrible the sidewalks are horrible they're covered in gravel and dirt all the time and their excuse is it three things it's a big city it freezes for like eight months of the year and is like 40 below and covered in, like, multiple feet of snow every winter. Um, and they they claim to not have enough repair crews to, like, keep it all maintained. How are the roads in Finland? And are they able to keep them maintained? Because um, I, I call BS on this. I think that they could absolutely have nice roads.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, most of our roads are pretty good. But we do get, like, a lot of, uh, like, winter damage on the roads as well. You see, a lot of mass- massive cracks and everything caused by the water and ice and all of that. Uh. Yeah. But they do get uh, like repaired uh, all the time. I mean, some some are, of course, uh, especially if you go a little away from the big cities and everything. And some of the roads might be a little terrible. But like uh, yeah, especially in cities, uh, they're really good, and they don't have like gravel or anything like that. Like, we've had uh, one of those like a, uh, you know, you have those like road cleaning small vehicles with the, like the rotating thing in the front. We've had like those driving past our house, like, nonstop. Because, like, the... We had a fairly small city.
0: The entire we're time like I was in Montreal, I didn't see a single street cleaner. And yeah. also, um, they seem to, like, just shut down entire streets and renovate them. But from what I can tell, they shut down and renovate the same streets every year. So there are certain <laughs> streets that are really nice and well-maintained, and then the rest of the city is just an absolute mess. And it's yeah. it's it's like in SimCity when you crank the road repair slider down to zero to save some money for a year, and then all your roads just go black and nobody likes them and everybody moves out. It's just like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you only get to really like in the winter time, like in Helsinki for example. If it's like a, a, you get a ton of snow, you might have a some problems on the roads so for a little while, or even maybe a couple days. Like uh, last summer, uh, last winter, we had a, a really bad. Uh, snowfall one of the days uh, and it was like at least a couple of days until everything was cleared uh, but other than that uh, the roads are totally fine so i uh, another, another thing i want you guys to do just while, while i'm
0: just mumbling about montreal go to uh, google images and type in montreal stairs i want to know your guys's opinion on this and is this just like a european thing that's been translate transplanted into canada or is this unique to Montreal? Because all of there's their uni- <laughs> all of their units have these outdoor iron, like cast iron stairs, and they're all extremely steep, and most of them spiral at some point. I mean,
1: they look pretty, pretty at least. I really like yeah. the look uh, of some pretty. of these. it looks pretty. But no, the that's the Montreal thing. Like a sure,
0: stuff. yeah, that's definitely like, Montreal. No, I haven't uh,
1: seen uh, anything like that
0: here. I- imagine that in the winter, when it's forty below, and there's yeah. snow. Half of these stair like these balconies bend. And there's this one house that I saw next to an empty lot that was getting like rebuilt, right? So there's just like this hole going down into what's going to be an underground parking lot right next to this thing and this spiral staircase just spirals over top of this hole multiple times and then their patio on top was bent probably from snow weight. Oof. And, like, th- I just saw this constantly. It's like, how is this not, like, a death hazard? Also, how in the world do you get a sofa into your place if you're moving in? How do you get a TV up that? And people are just like, oh, ropes and pulleys. It's like, why is that, yeah. like, intelligent in any way? What the
1: hell? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you just winch it through the window.
0: Like, it, man, I just, I'm so perplexed by, like, these stairs. I, I realize this doesn't work also. very well on an audio podcast, but...
2: They do look really yeah. dangerous. Yeah, you probably have to like keep yeah. them like super clean. Like in in winter, as soon as it snows, like get it off and make sure like stuff the water doesn't you freeze on. You can get
1: like a snowplow or anything there easily as well. The stairs are gonna be in the way all the time. you'll yeah. have to do it, on, basically by hand.
0: Yeah, and they're cast iron, and like none of them have like like step grips or anything that you'd step on to like walk up. If that makes sense, I don't yeah. know. It's it's also not a very wheelchair accessible city. Like everything no. is stairs and there's like like even down to their metro, their metro was all dug in the like the seventies. And only, like, one in five to ten stations has an elevator, and they're all, like, multiple flights of stairs. Like, I, I put out a tweet, like, pretty early in my trip, which was just, how to stay in shape in Montreal, take the metro everywhere, and only take the stairs and never use an escalator? Because it's, like, we have this one escalator um down to Granville Street Station in Vancouver that's, like, it's about two stories that it goes down. And it's the, lo- it's the longest escalator in vancouver period and it's like there's this weird like there's this plaque next to it. it's like longest escalator in vancouver and it's it's not very long but montreal every single one of their metro stations has about four that escalators that are about twice as long as that so you could easily walk down like five flights of stairs in and out of every tra- train station
1: like it's ridiculous how deep they are underground yeah they're pretty deep here as well you could you have to go fairly deep uh, with the escalator down would definitely get good exercise on those as well. That kind of um like the cast iron stairs and those is exactly the kind of stairs that my wife really hates, uh, so she would probably not get into any of these apartments in Montreal.
2: I would also definitely 100% fall down those stairs, like no questions asked. <laughs> yeah, you, it... you imagine
1: uh, like a winter when it's icy and everything.
2: Yeah, I would like, oh god. That,
1: that's like a broken legs and limbs sir. Uh,
0: I I was talking to to Adam, my my little sister's partner, and his statement basically is just, how do you deal with the stairs in Montreal? Live on the ground floor. (laughs)
2: Just just
0: don't live on the upper floor.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a good idea.
0: (laughs) It's It's even better when you type in Montreal
1: stairs winter. But come on, Bill. Uh, You'll probably get used to that can. Actually, one of these links... um... But i'm still looking at the google search actually says twisty death wrap stairs
0: (laughs) (laughs) well in in the time i was there 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 was um right across the street from where my little sister and her partner live um there's another row of like uh housing blocks that are there uh they were six units so it was two units at the bottom two units in the middle and then two units on the top right and the two on the bottom just had like maybe three steps in The two in the middle had, like, a flight of steps in that were, like, straight with, like, a spiral at the end. And then the top one had, like, a full spiraling staircase all the way up. So they had three separate staircases for these. And in the time I was there, I actually saw an ambulance get called to one of them. I have no idea what for, and I didn't see a body getting taken out, so I don't think anybody died. But, like, watching them carry a stretcher up this tight spiral staircase just gave me anxiety. It's like, this is not safe in any way. (laughs) Like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, you have to be also in a really good shape to be able to carry someone up and down those. Like, you normally even have to be... Normal, uh, like, ambulance crew has to be pretty good shape to be able to carry a person, especially if they're passed out or anything, but doing it on those stairs, no thanks. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of the
0: main thing I really wanted to talk about with Montreal. I had fun on my vacation. I got to ride a bicycle around a race car track, uh, wandered around a bunch of parks, um... <laughs> went and got really drunk with a viewer so i i, I had fun in montreal but uh <laughs> I, I think like it's a really time pretty city. It, it is a really pretty city yeah but um I'm, I'm gonna take us to a real quick break here and when we come back we're gonna talk about the games that we've been playing over the last week uh so uh let's let, let's just I, hang in and when when, when, we'll, when we're back we will continue this podcast thanks for listening Hi, this is Kiri. I'm a full-time content creator and Twitch
1: streamer focusing on indie and strategy games. I'm advocating accessibility in video games, especially when it comes to simulation sickness.
0: I love chatting with my wholesome community, achievement hunting, and winter. Look for Kiri on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and
1: Patreon. And now, back to the podcast.
0: And we are back with episode 24 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast for... a uh the 3rd of july 2022 this is the 24th episode right yeah the last one it was the 22nd episode on the 22nd of the 22nd Yeah, okay did you um, say 23
2: at the start
0: did i say 23 at the i
2: don't know for some reason that's in my brain right now but it must be it's, it's it is 24 whatever Yeah.
0: episode 23 <laughs> was the previous episode that you guys recorded yes um so, anyway, uh, I, I guess I guess I guess we'll jump in. So, any anyway, uh, episode twenty four of the Halcyon Frequency, uh, podcast airing uh, the third of July, twenty twenty two. I'm blind and I'm still hosting. I'm with Bellinair and I'm with FG Squared, and um, FG is, is gonna tell us about a little game called Pumpkin Days.
2: Yeah. So Pumpkin Days is not a new game. Um, it's okay. a game I picked up to play. I i been gifted it a while ago. By the same person, but um, or by the person uh, that is the reason that I played this. But um, like both of you, I think uh, we all got started as affiliates, right, on Twitch. Um, no, I didn't. You didn't. Uh, yeah, you were you yeah, were I got partner the, immediately. Partner. Ah, okay, you yeah. missed it.
1: And but affiliates actually became thing just after I got partner.
2: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Um, but basically, yeah. So so because i got back to streaming just after affiliates became a thing again so i now have the time where people are hitting 60 months subscribed slowly like the first person hit it now but like and then you know subsequently people are going to hit it anyways and so i decided as a sort of little thank you that if people are subscribed for 60 months they can pick a game for me to play for a stream uh within reason of course you know gotta be tos compliant can't be like oh i want you to play i don't know missile command on the zx spectrum like you know it's within reason of course but anyways um that's why i picked uh, that's why i picked pumpkin days for a day yesterday and it's an very indie <laughs> um life sim game um it's made by a team of four people um, it's feature complete like it's done like they they've they've finished all of development on it it went through early access it's done now um they've moved on to a different project um, and basically it was just I picked it to, to play because um, um Cucumber hit 60 months subscribed and um, that's a very long time five years like that's that's a long time to commit to something and pay for it, it is. <laughs> right um and it's it's not bad. If somebody's looking for like a really chill life sim with like, you know, farming and ranching and mining and relationship and that sort of stuff, it's very much like the OG harvest moon. Like it reminded me a lot of story of seasons. Um, in yep. a way. Looks like that. In that it's um it's 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 much slower than say for example like a Stardew Valley. There's also no combat um it is it is indie it is so very indie like the 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 art style isn't the best <laughs> it really isn't it, it looks so like the I mean, a
1: little. It, it looks
0: kind of playstation 2
2: yeah yeah it's it's definitely it's like definitely a
0: better draw distance
2: yeah like it's it's definitely like it's it's and got Baxter's. its charms like the gameplay is really good it's got some nice quality of life stuff um you know like you don't have to like harvest every single thing like by hand you have a you have like a a sickle so you can harvest like several plants at once and all that sort of stuff right so um yeah i just picked it up played it for for a thing um it's um it's pretty easy to do for the achievement hunters out there because it's literally just ship x crops uh fish this many fish fish this many fish ship this many fish and that sort of stuff like it's really easy to do and if you're just looking for like a really, really, really chill life sim, um, where you don't even have to do the relationship stuff if you don't want to, because there is no achievements that have to do it. So you don't you can completely skip that entire thing of having to talk to people and doing like presents for like, you know, doing the whole presence thing and running around talking to everybody and whatnot. You um, know, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's uh, very I just
0: chill. I want to shout out that a bunch of these achievements, I think, are just being Bellinaire. There's one called Sushi Enthusiast, which is <laughs> you sure love being fancy and eating sushi. And there's another one called Curry Aficionado, which is you ate lots of curry. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's great.
1: That sounds like me for sure. Yeah, no,
2: it's that's not. How much
1: you played the game uh, uh, when you were playing mm. it? Uh, and uh, it seemed pretty decent to uh, Yeah, sort of that kind of game. Yeah, it's. it's... Um,
2: it's good for if you want to just turn your brain off and just do a little bit of farming and running around and planting and whatnot and that sort of stuff and mining some stuff and crafting some things and um, that sort of stuff. You don't need a lot of brain power and you can just kind of do your thing and it's it's like very um, it's also very nice when it comes to like sleeping like you don't have a you, you, you basically can't hit zero stamina then you fall over but you can sleep whenever and you can like Hit, zero, uh, hit, hit like low stamina, you go sleep for eight hours, it's two o'clock at night, you get up and you just work until your stamina is zero again and then you go sleep again. Like it's very generous in that regard, you don't have a cutoff time where you just fall over and sleep, um, like like in Porsche or whatever, and sand Sandrock, so it's really nice, yeah. It's um, very, yeah. very chill. Only the,
1: like, the crafting the seeds uh, seemed uh, quite painful. Yeah, though I'm later on, one by one
2: yeah, you get a you get that's that's because you can craft seats by hand immediately. You later on you get a seat machine and you don't have to do it manually any, anymore, and then you can oh, do nice. um several um like like a batch of a big batch, yeah.
1: Yeah, that'll definitely help her.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Unfortunately, it's not on sale during the Steam which is sale, strange. which is yeah, it's a bit sad. Um, I will say
0: it has the perfect number of, re- of reviews. <laughs> um,
2: oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no more reviews allowed no. <laughs> Yeah.
0: No one's allowed to review it. It's, yeah. it's got the right number of, re- of reviews. Yeah. Uh, it. I will say it does seem a little bit expensive, but that's kind of my only.
2: It is a perk. little bit expensive. Yeah. But it was cheaper, I think, during early access. I want to say.
0: Ah. But also, like, looking at the reviews on Steam, like, this... Okay, this one person has 5,716 hours. Excuse me? What? Um, but anyway, yeah, they're, they're, everybody oh. seems to have, like, 100-plus hours on this who who likes it, so it, it's, pro- it's probably got the time in it that it's worth it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, holy
1: seen... crap.
2: 2,373 hours at a review time, now 5,700. 5, How?
0: They left it idling, maybe?
2: Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, looks cute. Um, do, yep. it, do, do you guys mind if I take over and talk about The Looker for a little bit?
2: Nope, do it. Go nope. go, go for it.
0: All right. So um, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Blow, okay? And he, he made a game called Braid, and he made a game called The Witness. Uh, Braid was kind of an instant classic, and The Witness was... Um, uh, divisive, but the people who like it really like it. And I'm kind of in the camp of people who like it. I think that there's some things in the endgame of The Witness that I really don't like. If you didn't play The Witness, it's sort of like, it, it's very in-depth line puzzles in kind of a open world kind of, you can just walk anywhere on this island, and there's puzzles on the island and you solve the puzzles on the island to slowly solve all the puzzles on the island, and then you unlock the final chunk of the island. I, I feel like it that, that game ends like a wet fart and doesn't <laughs> have a good like wrap-up at all, and that was really disappointing for me back when I initially played it and still kind of sucks to this day. But I do really like the puzzles and I love the world's design and I love the visual design and I I love the kind of visual storytelling that that game has. And there's a lot of elements in The Witness that I really, really like. Um, And it also has one of the best like big, oh my god, surprises I think I've ever seen in a video game. So I really like The Witness, including its faults um, and the issues that I have with it. But I do genuinely enjoy that game. Now, The Looker came out for free on Steam right before I went on Uh, my brief vacation, and I played about 10 seconds of it and went, okay, I need to play this when I get back, and uh, when I got back, I played it. So, the Looker uses my favorite Unity asset pack, which has the big square eyebrows, which I hate, but um, it uses it very well and presents it in a format that looks very similar to the Witness. And... Uh, gameplay-wise, it is very much an homage to The Witness. Instead of the traditional line puzzles, you get a crayon, and you have to solve, like, actual, like, mazes that you would do on, like, a, I don't know, the back of a menu and- of a kid's menu in a restaurant, if you know what I mean? Like, those little paper mm. mazes that you can fill out. Uh, that's what the puzzles are, quite literally. But there's some neat plays on it. There's actually some, like, pretty good puzzle design in this thing, but <laughs> the entire game is a joke. Um, like right down to the Steam page where it just says: Explore several uh, chambered locations on a mysterious island and uh, and re- re- um, and replete with over fifty-five creative puzzles over an approximately two-hour playtime duration. You will face unique challenges and ponderous ideas and feebly amusing in jokes. Uh, the Looker is a single-player game that respects you as an intelligent player and it treats you your time as reasonably valuable. I mean, don't let me. Pull, uh, uh, pull you off solving uh Raman and hypos- uh, po- h- hypothesis or anything. Uh, as such, I will level with you here. Not every joke will be a hit, but no matter. Uh, there is no filler material, so the puzzles are fun. And if you really think about it, there aren't real solutions, and the um friends we may the real solutions are the friends we make along the way. Um, <laughs> and it is quite literally a. Shit post of a video game mocking the witness, but also a really good parody and homage to the witness made by somebody who really liked the witness but also hated the witness. It if you played the witness, play the looker because the looker is free. Um and it's goofy, and there are actually some good puzzles in there, and um it's the the ending of it is pretty sweet. So I I, I recommend playing The Looker. It has overwhelmingly positive reviews. It deserves them. There's I'm also really like... It's totally free. There, there's also a po- post somewhere about it where it's like, yeah, and we're th- like... The, the I think it's in the trailer, but it's also in the intro to the game where it's just like, announcing a, a game by Jonathan Blow and then like by Jonathan Blow, like at the bottom it says, a game Jonathan Blow doesn't know about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: like, it's, it, it's, it's funny. Um, yeah, I, I, I recommend it. I it makes sense that it's free because like, I I think I I you you it, it it wouldn't be something that like you know you could sue somebody over but like, it makes sense that it's free. I'll I'll put it that way. It's mm. it's very much like a bunch of cobbled together Unity assets and like, all of the music is by Kevin MacLeod and stuff like that. Oh it's yeah like, yeah yeah of course. It's very much a free product, but it's it's a fun hour and a half. <laughs> I'll put it that way. It took me, like, hour 40 or so to 100% it, get all the achievements, do everything. But, like, oh, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll spoil one of the jokes just to kind of give you an idea of the sense of humor. You know, did, did either of you play The Witness?
1: Nope. No.
0: Okay, well, The Witness has, like, these audio logs that are scattered throughout the map, and most of the audio logs are, like, completely unrelated to anything. But you like, you'll open the audio log, and it, the game will just read, as you walk around and solve puzzles for the next 10 minutes, 10 minutes of poetry to you from, like, the internet archive. And it's just like this person in the 1800s reading poetry and that's that's the kind of thing that the witness will do this one you you go and you activate an audio log and it starts off sounding like somebody's reading poetry and then it turns into a car commercial
2: <laughs> nice
0: it's, it's stuff like that um and it's 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 great i I recommend it um do you two want to talk about raft for a little bit yeah
2: sure. you go fast
1: so raft released a final frontier uh, is called, uh, the called the update final something anyway uh, so uh, final chapter frontier.
2: i think it's ju- i think it's just final, final chapter, chapter
1: yeah yeah which uh, basically includes uh i guess the final portion of the story and the kind of ending of the game as well yep and uh, of course new few new items and a couple new locations and stuff like that uh. and uh, yeah we played it uh that on my stream uh, and, uh, if, if she played on I guess your stream as well, mm. and uh, I played with QV. Whereas um, it was a, uh, it was great. More more raft is always great, but um, I would uh, still work a little on the game, especially on the progression. Some of the new encounters that they added that they, I was kind of surprised to have. Uh, basically a boss fight in in a raft. Uh, oh my god! I was really surprised to see those. Uh, even though they were actually pretty fun, um, uh, if not uh, instantly. Really clear what you need to do with those. Uh... Yeah, yes more raft, and we really enjoyed it. Uh...
2: I'm super happy that there's more raft and that they finished it and that's a finished product and you can play through it now and that sort of stuff. Overall, I think that I, I 100% agree with you. Chapter three is the weakest of all the chapters. Um, Which one is the
1: chapter three?
2: The the one that, the final it's chapter. The... It's the final chapter. So it's just the final one. Yeah, because okay. yeah, yeah. Um, cause everything, everything, um, including Tango Roa, so the, the location with the big skyscrapers, that was chapter two. And then after that, you head on over to chapter three, which has, I guess, three big locations. I'm not going to spoil which ones. And, um, two of them have, uh, boss fights basically. And, um... Compared to chapters two, one and two, the pacing just felt really off to me.
1: Yeah, same.
2: Uh, yeah, and the bo- the boss fights did for because because raft is like this semi chill survival game where you yeah of course you have to watch your food to, your food and your water and there's Bruce that you have to fight, but it's it's still you know it's it's a survival game that's about crafting and building and getting new items and then you have some some puzzles that you need to do um in the in in the islands but like there's nothing like um yeah the puzzles are fun and good but then i don't know the puzzles in chapter three especially this is also a spoiler um the in the radiation in the in the reactor yeah oh my god Who thought it would be a good idea to give the suit about a two-minute durability or, like, 90 seconds durability? I
1: think that's a big problem, like, uh, in the whole game. Like, durability of everything could be doubled. Yeah, And it would still not really affect anything other than you don't need to grind as much materials. Especially the the more, like, higher-end stuff. uh, And I think, like, the availability of, like, titanium Mm, is just ridiculously low. Uh, especially if you are not just island hopping and gra- grabbing it from every islander, uh, yeah. but if you are like progressing the story and following the story, um, I don't think like any of the story locations give you maybe like one or two bars of uh, titanium throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yep. And like simple things, I need like four to six. Uh, like it just a storage. Uh, the, the biggest storage I need is six uh, bars, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yeah. Or four.
2: And it's not even worth and, it. <laughs> uh,
1: it, it. No, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not worth it. Uh, uh, it's not that much bigger, and it's. You could just make the smaller ones uh, yep. easier uh, and make a bunch of them. Uh. So, like, titanium is a huge, annoying grind. Uh, and we ended up, like, skipping pretty much every, like, titanium item mm. except, uh, like, the machines. Because, uh, with the, the battery charger and yeah. so on, uh, it's yeah. really good. Uh, and they only require, like, four, usually, or, or six. Uh, yeah. But then, when you need to make tools uh, that cost the same uh, and break uh, after a few hits, uh, yeah, um, it gets really, really grindy and annoying, and I, I would uh, definitely do some kind of either make the titanium uh, a lot more accessible, like each mining wherever you get them uh, gives you more of it, uh, or uh, just sprinkle it uh, to the story portions, uh, yeah, definitely, and so on. Like, I kind of would do the same also with like furniture, because how you uh, get furniture in the game is you uh, uh, pick up those floating boxes basically, and it gives you like. You unlock this and this furniture with the decoration packs. Uh, mm. um, I would actually make those decoration packs uh, just, well, give you the recipe, but also just give you like a, that uh, furniture piece immediately. So you could uh, just slap them uh, around your ship and like, I found this cool thing. The yep. same also in the story portions, So uh, they have like these vending machines where you can collect tokens and buy some of the furniture pieces, which usually are the like the pieces that you should see in the environment, like paintings and. Flowers and things like that that you can uh, then buy them and put them on your ship. Uh, I would just uh, sprinkle those as uh, like findable things uh, instead of the can like, remove the tokens though? Totally, or just keep the tokens as well? But uh, uh, just sprinkle those throughout the place. And it, I found this sofa. Now it's on my ship.
2: Yep. Yeah. That, uh, the 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 thing is like I got really annoyed with the, with chapter three at times like because I don't know like. Also, the 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 second boss fight in chapter three was just really annoying because it's literally just I don't know. I, I, so the thing is I guess I have to preface it a bit different. I played single player, right? And in single player, if you die, you lose two <coughs> thirds of your inventory. Yeah. And doing the boss fights, where you have to like then Ooh. get to the boss fight forever. And you die and you lose all your items is so annoying. And then one time I thought, okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna Chuck all my items away, and then die, and then go and collect them. But they despawn, as well. So you lose everything, and I don't know. It's just, it's just. You need a hard save before you do the boss fight, so you can go back to the state before the boss fight, so you can then. I don't know. It's like really annoying to yeah. have to like. Um, I guess you could it.
1: leave some of the stuff in your ship, but um, you also need some of the stuff. Yeah, uh, you need some
2: you... of the stuff, right? Like
1: do the story portion, so you have to carry it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. And,
1: and that that goes even even with like the. Um, titanium tools and so on. Uh, yeah, those are grindy, and then you can lose them permanently yep, by yep. dying. Like, just a little really bit
2: Yeah, chapter. I- I'm glad I played through the story and I finished it. It feels good to finish mm-hmm. the-, the game. But the 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 bit where raft shines is definitely like the multiplayer survival and just building the yeah. raft and floating around and having fun. Like I the went, I went back okay. to it today to play even after finishing the story, because you continue your set, you can continue to play um, and there are still so many, like there's so many recipes from just the traders on the islands that because you need to get your trading reputation so high up to get like the really good stuff um, yeah, and
1: those are really grindy as well
2: yeah, because you have to like grind fishing for that um, yeah but you get really good stuff from it so i don't know i just it's, it's still really really fun to go and play raft to chill and do the survival bits and like i'm glad i'm glad i played through the story i'm done with it now and now i'm just play play it uh, like in a chill way whenever i want to i just work on getting back like, the achievements and building all like the really cool items and building my raft even bigger and that sort of stuff like i'm, I'm glad like i did it but i don't also don't really have the need to play through the story again it's, it yeah. wasn't that amazing <laughs> in the end.
1: Also, in, in like the progression, when you, when you get stuff, uh, basically after you finish the story, it gives you certain recipes and so on. Yeah. And you also, also like uh, just uh, being very late game. Some of the stuff. Uh, um, usually, when I play games like this or pretty much any game, uh, when once I finish the story, um, I usually lose pretty much all the interest mm. to play the game because yep. there's no story or any, any kind of, there's no progression in, anymore. Like I'm very progression-oriented uh, gamer, uh, mostly with this type uh, of games and pretty much everything like Factorio and so on. Uh, I like the I like to see the progression of things. Uh, and once uh, once there is no story or uh, any kind of progression for me to go through, I just totally lose the in- interest to play the game. But if you give me like recipes uh, or like post main story stuff, uh, I just don't really care anymore. Mm. And it's just like mis- totally missing out uh, on that content uh, that could be given to you earlier.
2: Yeah, definitely. They should definitely give you most of that stuff at the start of chapter three so you can spend chapter three getting it at all, getting all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then do the stuff. Because at the same time, like chapter three felt like badly paced and also really rushed. Like it it almost feels like, and then I'm kind of like putting words like in the devs' brain here or, you know, in their mouth basically. It, It feels a little bit like they just kind of wanted to be done with it. Like, like where they were like, it's not great, but it's okay. Let's ship it and be done with it.
1: Yeah, because but that's certainly a case with a lot of like early access games. Yeah, yeah. At
2: exactly.
1: some point, they just decided, okay, this is the 1.0 version now. It's out. Yeah, and we'll work on it later, maybe.
2: Maybe a little bit, yeah. Because to be fair, it's it's it. It was not early access for a very long time. For well, let's say very long time, pretty long time Four for years, right?
1: Yeah, is
2: um since it came out. so...
1: But yeah. Is the, it's 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 still early
2: access, so... No, no, no. It's, it's actually... done. No, this is the 1.0. Yeah, this is 1.0. Yeah. And it's not done, but it's 1.0. Like it's it's full. It's story complete as far as I know. Yes. 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 Yeah. They might do some tweaks tweaks and whatnot. They still definitely have to do some bug fixes because there are still definitely some bugs. Like uh, llamas will just escape, for example. Like animals will just escape sometimes from their pens and that sort of stuff. I had mine randomly <laughs> swim in the ocean. <laughs> today
1: <laughs> yeah did you try uh, driving them there's this uh, snowy island uh, where you get at a certain point and there's those things you can drive around in there did you try driving one of those into your ship uh...
2: oh heck yeah yeah but you sink to the you you
1: you don't yeah
2: yeah of course yeah
1: it, it stays there until you move the ship and then it just uh, kind of glitches out uh, weirdly
2: oh mine mine just as soon as I was over the water it just like went straight down like it didn't even like all forward momentum was just gone
1: <laughs> oh, I, I jumped it all over like a cliff uh, into our animal pen
2: uh, and I just
1: started uh, rotating weirdly there. And the, <laughs> nice. uh, Kind of like climbed uh, slowly over the edge and into the ocean.
2: <laughs> Great. That's awesome.
1: This all yeah. seems to be working as intended.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Totally. I mean, there is an achievement for driving it into yeah, the ocean. Yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah, there is. So yeah.
1: There is that. Uh, uh, also, in the final uh, fight, uh, there's uh, these adds uh, in a certain portion that basically grab you. And there's no cooldown on the grab. Mm. So they can uh, basically just uh, infinitely chain you until yep. you die. Yep. And we ran into that thing. We were three players and we just basically died on that fight because uh, it's a pretty long fight and it's only a portion of the fight uh, as well. Like you get a yep. damage the punch before it as well. And we weren't probably maybe exactly prepared with the, like healing selves and everything and then um i was alone basically full health um, and it's like two of these uh, ads and they just keep like um, a me non-stop and i just died and it's like i couldn't do anything so there's definitely some room for bug fixing there
2: yeah but there's definitely still room for improvement like it's a good game it's and, and it's really fun with friends like we're not harping on it because it's a bad game yeah it's it's like chapter three is not as good as it could be but like raft is still really really fun to grab with friends just ignore all the story content like or do it a little bit of it just to get the better better like things and what like the better tools and uh, machines and whatnot but it's just really fun like building a cool raft and um, you know making a cool looking raft and just having fun with friends.
1: Also how the how the game ends uh, uh, makes me want the raft too mm, yeah where you still go outside uh, and come back to this location uh.
2: yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Provide
2: materials
1: and technology and whatnot. Uh, yeah, cool. not other parts of the world. Yep. Like, that was my instant thought when I saw the ending. Yep, we need a Raft 2 now.
2: Yes, yes. So just improve on it and make it a bit better. And. My
0: take on Raft as somebody who played the very, very, very early single player itch.io demo for about 20 minutes until I fell through my Raft and went, this game sucks. And then uninstalled it and then never bought it or played it again. <laughs> Raft strikes me as a game that got way bigger than they ever intended it to and was never built to be as big as it ended up being
2: um, not really because like the multiplayer is actually really solid like like, big in that regard like that, that stuff works really well like it's a really really well done survival game and the, the cool thing is what's really cool about it actually um, it has different difficulty settings but it also has like you can use mods on it so you can mod the game and you can do so much stuff with that which is
1: really yeah. cool. I would say the multiplayer does need a little work as well. There's a few things uh, that are infinitely frustrating.
2: There are some which they th- have
1: improved a little bit. Uh, for example, the fact that you can't open a, a chest if someone is holding the chest hostage. Uh,
2: yeah, but... open already. Yeah. That's
1: really, really frustrating as if someone has to run away for a second. There's also a bug uh, related to that uh, where the uh, chest uh, stays open and no one can access or uh, dismantle the chest. Uh, which is kind of rough if it's your food chest, for example.
2: Yeah can't say that I have that because like the the, the funny thing is that we what we did is when Raft first came out we we did like a community rafting and we played with like 12 players and it actually worked really well Uh, surprisingly well actually
1: yeah like in in general it works really well though
2: yeah yeah definitely so it's it's definitely it's definitely it gets from me like a recommended it's just don't expect like amazing storytelling
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, the story is... So.
2: Yeah, the story is a bit... <laughs> nah, but... It's a cool, fun game. Fun survival game. Solo or with friends.
1: I was very uh, actually positively surprised uh, to hear uh, that there was actually voice acting. I was like, wow, there's suddenly voice acting.
2: Yeah, but the voice acting... like I don't know, like the way I... like The voice acting, if, if I recall correctly, the voice voices are tied to SFX. So to have like SFX, not make your ears Yeah. you have to make it like that so definitely... quiet so you can't hear it, which is not great. But So a separate yeah, volume great. slider for that would be great too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also the voices are very, very Swedish in you know? parts, <laughs> which is fun.
2: Or German, there's also one who's like so German, oh my god. He just goes like, (laughs) "This is it." It's like it's like the most stereotypical German. At least it sounds like the most stereotypical German accent you could possibly put on. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, we we're mostly harping on the game because we really like it. At least that's that you know, that's that's why I'm harping on it because I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's always like that for me as well. Yeah. If I. Complain about the game, it's because I care about the game and I want it to be better. If I don't like a game, I just don't, uh.
2: I don't care. Yeah, game. exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'll play something else that is better.
2: Yep. All
0: right. Well, on that note, it's time for me to complain about Starship Troopers Terran Command.
2: Ooh, yeah, let's go.
0: <laughs> so, I, I've i got four missions left, and, be, and the reason I stopped last night was because I ran into the same memory leak issue that I ran into mm. previously, where the whole game starts stuttering. And the weird thing about the memory leak that it has is I don't know what the process is that causes this, but it slowly increases RAM usage and slowly in- increases drive, write, and rewrite usage. And exiting the game and restarting it doesn't fix it. Restarting my computer fixes it. So when it started to happen, I was like, all right, I can either end stream or like we can change games. So finished the mission that I was playing and I ended uh, so I'm in the latter half of that game now. Um, I've encountered this evil um, guy in charge of the secret society and the federation who has mind powers and stuff. His voice acting is awful. Good God!
2: I mean, the voice um, acting in the game itself is not great. No, it's not. The intro voice acting, like
0: especially like the first commander that you have, um, the dude, he's he's good. Like he fits the game. Like mm. it's campy, but campy in like a good kind of old RTS way. But towards the end of the game the voice acting goes from not great to just straight up bad and like unpleasant like wh- he spoke for like 10 seconds and was like i want to kill this man <laughs> <laughs> and so i dropped an airstrike on him and failed a mission intentionally it was worth it um but um so there's whole abilities that have no audio cues in this game um like there's a airstrike that you can so i we we, we talked about this game previously i think mm. a couple of times i i talked about it two weeks ago it was talked about like three weeks ago for preview footage and i'm finally like getting through it um rts game published by slytherin made by the aristocrats um small game that should have come out like 20 years ago <laughs> like it's it's a licensed single-player rts with no multiplayer and just challenge maps and no map editor like it's a it's a very bare bones game right and there's some things like I, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I, I think it's 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 very much a six out of ten in my brain, and I'm not taking it too seriously. And not playing it on a hard. I'm playing it on very easy difficulty and just kind of mo- moshing my way through it. Um, but I've run into some issues, uh, to, to specifically with the end game. Um, the pathing AI on certain bug types are completely busted. Yes. Uh, specifically the
2: the tankers. Um,
0: what, what, what do you call it the uh, scorpion bugs they shoot like a beam of acid and can one-shot your big mechs that you get later on the big mm, mechs okay. um the marauders like to get stuck on each other mm. so like they'll try and path around corners and instead of pathing nicely like the like the units do they will get stuck sideways and be unable to shoot um the the cer- certain bugs i've seen them like moonwalking sideways and warping through walls <laughs> Um, there are points where walls are just like optional, like generally walls block fire, right? But for certain enemy types, walls don't matter, uh, specifically the scorpions. Um, also the further into the game you get, the rock, paper, scissors design of it becomes super prevalent because as an example, the rocket troopers can like one shot anything practically, um, And there are certain unit types that straight up can't damage the later um, uh, bugs. As an example, the Marauders that I mentioned a minute ago that like to get stuck on each other can't damage the uh, Mortar bugs, and they also can't damage the Scorpion bugs with any of their abilities. Like, straight up, like, I had four of them gunning up one Scorpion bug for the entirety of their health until it killed all of them, and none of them even hit it. Whereas, one Rocket Trooper can two-shot a Scorpion bug. So... The game is so rock paper scissors designed; it's almost painful towards the end. Um, and combine that with like uh, the airstrike ability that the tactical officer has—straight um, up has no sounds. Like there's no sound cues until the explosion goes off, which is really weird. Like you'll call in this airstrike, and this this ship will just go boom and fly by, and then like no sound will happen, and then the explosion sounds. It's very odd. Um, considering there's, like, a literal bomber flying. That that should make some, like, jet. Give give me, like, a... Get a developer to just go... I'm done. You've got your sound effect. Um, Like, it's... I, I don't know. Like, it's... It's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. But man, there's like a little lot of little things with it that are just slowly starting to build up. Another uh, there's these city maps that you, you play in, right? And in like even Age of Empires 2 did this in like the early 2000s. When a when a unit walks behind a building it gives you like a little outline of the unit. It doesn't do that with units. And it I actually completely lost a unit behind a building and had to find it on the mini-map at one point because I couldn't see it. It disappeared. Um And when when, because they're based, they're not individual units. They're squads. Um, When they're all clustered up and trying to path around a corner, sometimes you'll need to select one squad unit, and it's damn near impossible to just click the little icon. Like, you can click the icon on the row on the bottom, but let's just say you have five missile troopers, and you want to hit your specific level three missile trooper to level them up. There's no differentiation between the missile troopers on the bottom row that says all the units you have spawned on the map entirely. And so you try and click on the icon, and it's jumping around, and it's almost impossible to click it, and half the time it doesn't select the right icon. And it's like, ah, fix your hitboxes!
2: It's definitely very much... Um, I, I I echo a lot of the stuff that you said. Um, yeah. I still really enjoyed the game, though, and I wish it were longer. Same. <laughs> it's very much an indie RTS, and I really kind of want to know how the heck this actually happened, because somebody must have paid for the franchise, like, for the licensing fee, and then giving it to this indie developer, and this must be a fascinating story how that came a be- came to be but it's still fun it's still so fun
0: somebody popped into my chat last night and goes wait a second when did this come out and I was like uh 13 days ago and they're like no way in hell that's not real <laughs> what universe do I live yeah. in? It's, I mean it's it's kind of slytherin's like um, thing though right like they this is the the publisher that put out a Battlestar Galactica in twenty seven a, a Battlestar Galactica game in 2017 right like they're not totally strangers to taking a weird old ip that doesn't get used anymore that's like 15 years out of date all i can think is it must be cheap right
1: um i would imagine so
2: yeah
0: just it's 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 a fun game but I, I hope it gets some love in patches. Because like they've patched it a couple times, but the frustrating thing is like every it's it's pretty typical Slytherin patching where there's no excuse me. There's no patch notes. Mm. Um so I don't actually know what they're patching. They have patched it a number of times. Um but like I, I, I don't know what they're putting into it or what they're changing or what they're fixing. Um I wish that there was like some communication about that memory leak because i have seen some forum posts about it and no one's responded to it and it's like it, it's 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 a fun game that shouldn't exist and the Aww. uh little cartoons shots are kind of perfect and i wish it had like a score-based survival mode with a random map like uh, oh my
2: god wave-based survival mode would be so dope for this game i would love it also yeah. i just realized it's not the aristocrats it's the artistocrats like, it's artist- Oh, crap. Yeah, I totally didn't realize that. Also, I just yes, went on correct. their website. Uh, mm-hmm. This is their only ever second game that they made. And the other one is called Order of Battle, uh, which apparently came out in- tw- Like, the last one came out in 2015. And it's turn-based strategy, a World War II game.
0: Yep, this looks like a Slytherin game.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, how did- how... How the heck did they make an RTS game? Like, how did that happen? <laughs> they don't understand. But I'm... I'm here for it. And I want more. I want more. I want more maps. I want more. Um, I, I want would give
0: more... them $10 for a survival DLC.
2: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Give me wave-based survival with, like, different modifiers and difficulties. Um, even just, like, 10 different maps and, like, yeah.
0: skulls for difficulty modifiers. Done. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. And give th- us co-op. There. Oh yeah, it would be cool too, yeah. Carb command, that would be great. Um I'm not gonna spoil like the content, but I actually think the further you get in the game, the better the missions get actually. Um mm-hmm. like because you they 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 actually introduce some challenges later on. Um if you still have four missions left, you, you still have something to do. And I I actually really enjoyed the later missions and I I cool. like I just got into the game and I got into the I I god, I need more of this. I want more of it, because for some reason, even though it has all of these issues, it's still so fun. And I, oh. it's really
0: nice to play a low maintenance RTS.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it's, it it reminds me of Halo Wars in a weird way. It's like it's it's almost like playing Halo Wars, but good because Halo Wars sucked, right? And that that's that that's the issue that I have with Halo Wars. Halo Wars was bad when it was new, and it's bad now. Um, this feels like I'm playing Halo Wars, but with 10 times the charm, uh, music that fits the theme very yep. well, and it, it, it feels like I'm playing old Red Alert again, kind of in a way, in that, like, this shouldn't be good, but it is. Yeah, and definitely, I, I'm, yeah. I'm happy that they made it. <laughs>
2: I'm so happy it exists and I, I'm so happy because I played the demo. I, I talked about it when we talked about the, the playing yeah. the early access. I played the demo and it kind of just didn't vibe and I'm so glad even with all the issues it just kind of came together and it works and it's it exists and I just want more. Just give me more. Please. Please.
1: Yeah, the demo definitely undissolved the game for me. Like I was already interested in like, ooh, Starship group but then, then the demo just felt bad, to be honest. Yeah. And then I was watching uh, you and Kiri playing the early part of the game. And I was like, yeah, it's still mega slow and kind of same issues I had with the demo. But then I watched uh, uh, both of you do some of the later missions and I was like, now this looks like a good game. Yeah,
2: no, it's actually really fun later on. Like it's... It does have a little bit of a
0: slow start, I will say. But yeah. like, one of my favorite things about this game is my favorite missions in old school RTS games are kind of the indoor segments where you're, like, in small corridors and you have to, like, maybe breach rooms and, like, uh, hack limited doors units. with lim- very limited units, right? Like, yeah, those, are favorite, those, well. those are my favorite Those are my favorite missions. And They Are Billions had a campaign, and it had some of the worst examples of those styles of missions I think I've ever yes. seen yeah. to they the point be. where I quit playing They Are Billions. Um, this game actually has those, a lot of those missions, and they are very good they're the, maybe some of my favorite missions in the game so far. Mm. And some of them will be, like, multi-stage missions. Like, there's one where you need to go into a building underground and then, like, take out and clear the underground building to maintain control of the building and then defend a wall on the outside of the building and then vice versa, and the AI takes over the other crew when you're not controlling them. And that's, like, a really neat, fun, multi-stage scenario. And, and there's a few of those without, yep. throughout this game. And, like... So it, it feels like I, I'm playing some I feel nostalgic for it in a way. Like this is mm. a style of game that I don't get to play anymore. And I'm really yeah. happy that I get to play this style of game again.
2: Yep, so, agreed. 100 percent And now even now if it might to...
0: look a little slow, it doesn't play slow.
2: I'll no, it that. doesn't. Like like especially no, later on. Difficult. So I played on I played all but one mission on normal because mission ten I just couldn't for some reason, get, like, through the second part, so I did that one on easy, but like, later on, there are maps that took me, like, 45 to 60 minutes to beat, and there was, like, lots of action, I was like, alright, chat, I can't look right now because I have to fend here and do this and blah blah blah, and I, oh my god, there's things over there. Yeah, and I think
1: I saw one of those, and that was what sold me, it's like, oh, this actually yeah. does uh, force you to do a lot of stuff uh, quickly.
2: Yeah. Yep. And I mean, the thing, you can thing just is, play on the
0: easier mode like me and just yeah. kind of do most things on one try sometimes I'll have to do two or three tries but mm. I, I'm keeping so, it pretty low maintenance I haven't
1: played the game other than the demo myself uh, but um like I love the movies back in the day like they're well they're not really good movies but uh yeah they no, are have uh, yeah. they they a great uh, kind of stupid fun uh and I love that they have the whole like the whole very like militaristic uh, whole society and everything and would you like to know more on all that thing? And I felt like, at least in a the demo, they, like, they could have pushed that side a little bit more. Definitely. And I'm not yeah. sure, does the, does the actual game have, like, that kind of story stuff more? I didn't
0: I didn't play the demo, so I can't speak to the demo. But what I can say is, like, the game starts off with, like, an animated intro. And in order to start the game, you have to click, I would like to know more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, in between kind of each mission, cool. there's, like, a 30-second to one-minute long animated cutscene, which is very much that. And the dialogue throughout the game is very much that.
2: Yeah, like, then, it, yeah.
0: it knows what it is.
2: I, I just went yeah. um, earlier this week and I re Starship Troopers. And a lot of the lines, they take, like, the, a lot of the unit lines that the units say in the game are actually directly from the movie. Like, it's not that voice actors from the movie, but it's, like, reset. But, like, a lot of the lines the units say are from the movie. So they definitely take, like, a lot of inspiration from it. They could have definitely yeah. gone a little bit more because they don't have like the super duper over the top stuff like you know when you get like the kids like going ham on the cockroaches and going like wow that, that they don't go yeah. quite that far but it's definitely very yeah. much in the vein. of I would have that. liked
1: to see a little bit more of that in that game as well. Yeah, even though it, it is a, like a representation of a really terrible society yeah
0: i mean they definitely represent the really terrible society i mean there yeah there's a mission where there's a convicted criminal and you have to recapture him because he's escaped so that you can execute him on public television
2: yep that's like, true, that's true. Yeah. yep. yep. <laughs>
0: like you're definitely like represent it's definitely representing a terrible society right yeah um, and there's, there's a character that you meet at one point who like just straight up states yeah i had to kill my entire squad because i didn't trust them it's like <laughs> there's there's you hate the the characters that you're playing as pretty quickly, and it, it's charming.
2: Yeah, no, it's really well well done. And, yeah, that um, sounds good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And to be fair, the tutorial. I don't know. Did you play the tutorial mission blind?
0: Me? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think you have to.
2: Because the tutorial mission is basically you go to Clendatu, like the first time, and uh, you try to like you take part in the battle for Clendatu, and you just get absolutely ruffle stomped, and everybody gets ruffle stomped, so it, it definitely sets the mood quite nicely, for and sure.
0: The game is, like, maybe a little bit clunky when you're playing it, right? Like, it is, it is is fast-paced, and it is hectic, but there are points where it does get a little bit clunky, and I, mm. I had this moment where, because you have to send units into hives, and there's, like, a 10-second loading bar or whatever, and then they come back out, and the hive is clear um, after all of the waves have come out of the hives, And there's this one mission where these big mortar shots are getting fired at you, right? And I sent a squad into a hive, and they killed the whole thing, and they all come back out, and they go, yay! And they all get completely obliterated (laughs) by this mortar (laughs) shot that came back out. And everyone's like, yep, that's very on brand.
2: Mm, Yeah, Mm, that's that is. Like yeah.
0: it, it does a it does a good job like replicating things that would be in those movies anyway, even if it's from you know like a bird's eye view of an RTS game, but um it Definitely, it does yeah. do a pretty good job representing like the the disorganization and the silliness.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: I also realized that grenades friendly fire last night.
2: They do that too, yeah. They do that too. Yep. <laughs> So do uh, the, the Mortars of the Bugs as well, actually. Like, they friendly fire their own units as well. Yeah. Which is yeah, good. <laughs> fun,
0: fun little details. There's also red barrels that explode when you shoot them.
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, I think that's pretty much everything I have to say about uh, Starship Troopers. Um, yeah, I, I do recommend playing it. Same. Uh, it, it, uh, but with one caveat, you have to like like early 2000s campaign RTS games and you have to like starship troopers the movie yeah if you don't like either of those two things completely avoid it like the plague but if 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 you happen to be in that small demographic um it's i don't know everybody
2: that i know that's picked it up has really enjoyed it as far as i know i I mean
0: I, i think the majority of people that i know that have just picked it up are have picked it up because they see it and they go starship troopers is it shit it's not shit Okay, I'll play it.
2: Yeah, true, true.
0: <laughs> and I, I think that people who like Starship Troopers are kind of like people who like Alien. They'll play almost anything because you. the last Starship Troopers game we got came out in 2005 yeah. and was a first-person shooter that had no AI. Everything was on a set track, even your <laughs> escort quests.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: um, they were incredible. time-gated.
2: So, basically, what we're game. saying is give us more Starship Troopers, please.
0: Yeah, please, please. Just give us a survival mode. Yeah, oh my god, that would be so good. Can't be that difficult, right?
2: No, I don't <laughs> think so. They have spoilers. There is a map where there's just endless waves. Sort of.
0: Okay. Well just let's play that with a scoreboard and modifiers. Done. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly.
0: That's the cheap version. <laughs> yep. But um Bellinair, on your uh, on your games list here you have a thing that just says retro games.
1: So Yeah, uh, so I've been meaning to do Retro games, probably since I started streaming, so, and many, 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 many months ago, and I've uh, well, been talking years like we should do like a retro week uh, and play some NES games and some SNES games and so on and so on. So my community finally kicked my arse and decided that n- now is the time. So we did a uh, a week of uh, NES games. So with all the my childhood, uh, basically revisiting a uh, bunch Of those games, um, from Mario's to Mega Man's to Castlevania's and all, all of the random ones. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great fun going back to the childhood and it's like, oh, this is good. It was also surprising to see, like, some people obviously were younger, it's like, we haven't seen these. <laughs> but then it's seeing, like, the old Mario's and everything is kind of fun. But also, like, people who had played a bunch of those games uh, like showcasing some of the NES games that were like a little more. Um, Less known was really fun. It's like this was on NES. How is this so good graphics? I was actually kind of surprised uh, by a couple of them myself. as well. I was like, I didn't remember this looking this good. Like <laughs> it, this could be on a on a Steam today and it would be still fine graphics. Mm. Just shows how good uh, the, like the old pixel graphics are, uh, but also some of the some of the one, uh, old ones. guess like, especially the early NES games. Uh, yeah, some of the pixels are pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, and also these games are hard. Like I remember them from my childhood, and I played them at, at some point in later as well. But um, and I like, I played through the Megamans and Castlevanias and Ninja Ga- Guidance, and all these like really hard ones as well, back in the day. But now even even the easy ones is like, whew, I don't know how to how <laughs> I did that uh, as a kid. That's, like really difficult. Even even like said so the ones that I thought that oh yeah this this will be just a breeze playing through, but nope, it's not. And you can definitely it's also like nice to see and compare like i haven't played like these old games you know in a long time and i've been like playing like new indie games and so on and so on and it's really nice to see like where where we've gone from like we've started here and we've gone to here and uh, seeing like the progress and all kinds of like quality of life things and stuff that's missing from those early games and a lot of them are still on that like a whole arcade mindset of a just punishing the player to eat the quarters and really mm-hmm. unfair deaths and everything. And how new games don't do that uh, as much. Uh, even uh, even the hard new games, like uh, like as Finding of Isaacs and like, um, Ender the Gungeon. And th- that kind of games where it's like run-based and it can be really punishing. Even though uh, these days are not as punishing for unfair reasons, usually, usually you know what killed you. Or like a Dark Souls uh, or something like that. You will, you know most of the time what killed evil and why. And mm. can, usually kind of expect also it coming. In the old games, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, uh, that was really fun. And we will definitely do some more. We were actually already uh, thinking of doing... Um, so we did uh, the original Nintendo uh, now. And we are doing a Super Nintendo next. Uh, doing a week of that. Uh. It's a... Uh, it's really fun to visit those again. It's just a uh, some of those are really long games. As well, like I intentionally avoided all the RPGs and uh, things like that, where I would play that one game for a week and not finish it. Yeah. And when when we as you go further and further into the like uh, Super Nintendo and then we go probably right in sixty fours and so on, so on. I kind of want to go like time time wise progression, and the further you go, the longer those games scale as well. Get but there's, like. So many good games on Super Nintendo that I want to play, like Chrono Cross and all all of the, like, Mm. RPGs, and, I was like, Final Fantasies, and those would be fun to play, but they they probably need, like, their own week or a month. Yeah, Yeah, a
0: lot of those games get long.
1: Yeah, so I, I kept it, like, on Mario's and Mega Man's and things like that where you have, like, set stages and you can play them very quickly, and I also was like we're not gonna finish all these games. Like, I, I can't. Like, literally, I don't have the skill anymore to finish some of these games. But also, uh, time wise, it's just a. Let's just a, like a uh, kind of vibe and feel the, feel the nostalgia and then move to the next one and so on and so on. It was a. It was like fun. Uh, fun week for sure. I'll
0: will say that uh, that this is kind of a an idea, maybe a recommendation, if you want to call it that. Um, you should do a beat 'em up week, where you just play like the original turtles in time you play the aliens beat-em-up that's impossible to find now but you can still find like boards and it runs in mame uh, you should do like the simpsons beat-em-up you should do the superman beat-em-up like the yeah, x-men I, beat-em-up because those are all I like two hours, do the original.
1: i was thinking of doing the original um turtles beat them up but I, I skipped on it there is a really good one uh, on the sns so uh, the Turtles in Timer, which oh, I will it's definitely so play. Oh, good! It's yeah. so good. And also, I, I skipped it uh, because we just played the the new Turtles that came out on PC, which is a fantastic game. I fantastic a t- game.
0: I have a ton of nostalgia for it, um, because of uh, a bit for 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 a Superman beat 'em up on the SNES. Yeah, I think it was called like Superman Sump Cyber something um but it's it's literally just like you play as every single iteration of superman because he dies at the end of every boss fight um yeah it's it's kind of so you start off as just normal spider-man or superman and then you're uh cyber superman and then you're like mutant cyborg superman and then you're dark superman and then they all have different abilities (laughs) it's it's really cool it's 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 fun um yeah i I remember really enjoying that
1: game i I did do the um, Reverse the ransom which is my favorite beat em up basically. It's like an RP, like RPG beat em up uh, on AS. Uh, and we did do that one. Uh, Didn't they and I make a enjoyed River it City and Girls it, uh... or something? Sorry?
0: They made a successor to River City Ransom recently. Yeah, they
1: did a, a recent one. Actually, they've made like, several. There was I yeah, think uh, one on the Super Nintendo as well, and uh, some other like really weird ones. Uh, and then they made uh, like, a modern new retro version, uh, which did I haven't they... actually played. Uh, but they I thought a... it was. Uh, I saw it. Uh, Someone streamer, and it did seem uh, pretty great. And I tried to go with the uh, like the um, original game style, and some of the other uh, like remakes and whatnot, um, tried to do like an uh, innovative style, and it just doesn't work. Hmm. And that game also gonna, um, I-, I knew it was gonna be good, and I was surprised how good it was still, and like how much they did at that. Like, if you compare that, like the original Super Mario, which is basically run forward and jumper and doesn't do much else. Uh, like compared to that, uh, it like has uh, like full RPG stats and shops and m- grinding money and uh, getting new abilities and all kinds of things like it. was surprisingly complex even for that day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've been Let's... meaning to uh do like retro games as well at some point. Um, I do now finally have the space to not just have my consoles up in the loft so i need to set that up and play on original hardware yeah. Ooh. Mm. get
0: yourself yeah, a like flash because it. real cards are too
1: expensive
2: Don't but
0: i think with all that being said maybe maybe it's time for us to go to another break and when we come back we'll talk about the news of the week how's that sound sounds good sounds great Absolutely. All right, so uh, we'll be back in a couple of seconds after this short message from our, uh, is it fair to say sponsor, teammate. Let's do that. Back in a moment.
1: Hi there, it's Arch from Arch Play Stuff. I'm not on this podcast episode, but you can find me live on twitch.tv slash archplaystuff where I play wholesome games, sandbox, crafting, and generally laid back. So tune in and chill out back to the podcast.
0: And we're back with uh episode 24 of the Halcyon Frequency podcast for uh uh the 3rd of July 2022 and uh we're currently talking about the news of the past few days. Uh, I'm blind, I'm still I'm still the host and I'm with Belinair, and, and I'm also co-hosted by FG Squared. And uh we're, we're we're we've got a little story here about Rimworld and consoles and things. FG, do you want to take this one?
2: Yeah, so um, apparently, um, sneakily as they are, you know, Ludian, they don't often, like, give you, like, big plans, like, all right, in, like, a year from now, we're going to release a new DLC or whatever. Um, Sneakily as ever, um, they have announced just a couple of days ago that on the 29th of July, RimWorld Console Edition is coming out and yes you heard right rim world already super complicated controls on on pc with like lots of menus nestled in menus and all that sort of stuff and um is coming out um on the 29th on playstation i think it's also coming to xbox but um, we have the PlayStation link here, so it's going to be on both consoles. Not on Switch, unfortunately, but I can also imagine that on Switch it would just run really, really, really badly. Yeah. And because
1: um, they also it... really hard to see anything that's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Okay, I mean, it already struggles on PC, right? If you have too many yes. colonists and things happening, and. Um... So, uh, yeah, there's the normal version. You can also get the digital deluxe version, uh, which includes the royalty DLC already. And you get uh, slightly early access on the 26th of July. And, um, yeah, basically, they just put out a blog, you know, talking about it and announcing it. And, like, obviously the challenges of, like, translating... As I said, already pretty complex controls with like things nestled in menu, nestled in menus and nestled in menus, nestled mm-hmm. in menus, um, and like the the trickiness of porting that to a controller. Um, as far as I'm aware, the studio that is doing it is pretty pretty knowledgeable yeah. about. Porting, I was going like, I games? was going to mention
0: that because the, yeah. the the people that they've hired to do the port work for this is Double Eleven who are originally UK based but they recently opened up a studio in Malaysia and uh, they did the ports for Rust for consoles so play, uh, so Ru- the Rust console edition uh, Minecraft Dungeons and Prison Architect. Yeah. Um so they're probably about as experienced in porting this type of game to a console as you can get cuz they did Prison Architect, right?
2: Yeah, exactly, but just, you know, similar and similar complex controls in terms of building and all that sort of stuff so um and i've heard good things about that console version so by all means this should probably be good will i play it probably not (laughs) because it would probably frustrate the heck out of me but it's great i think the
0: correct thing to say is will i pay it play it yes if they pay me to (laughs)
2: That too, yes. That too, but <laughs> because it, that's usually what it's happening, it's
0: happening, happening with streamers a and PC. console versions.
2: That's true, yeah, that's true. But um, this is Rimworld; it's not, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, that too. It's also, this
1: is also Rimworld. <laughs> uh, they don't need it as well. They
2: don't need it. Yeah, correct. I, I, it's great that more people get to play this game because not everybody has a PC, right? Um, um, so that that's awesome. I, I'm. It's exciting. It's not what I expected. It-
0: it's weird to me, though, because, like, the longevity and the, like, I, I have a lot of complaints about RimWorld, so I'm going to kind of just leave those aside. But, like, the longevity and the uh, reason that game has so many legs outside of, like, just the replayability of the game itself, which is quite high. Like, it's the, the game, just in a vanilla state, has quite a lot to do. Um, but the game is so propped up and pushed by its modding community. It's mm-hmm. almost like playing Skyrim on console. Uh, it's like, okay, yeah, you could, you could do that. It's also like
1: well. Minecraft is a uh, kind of same. Uh, you don't have like really the mod, so uh, yeah. as you have on the PC, and it's also very propped by mm. Sure, modding, but I would say mine- also, uh, Minecraft. Minecraft DLC is a little is special case. Uh, yeah.
2: Not true. I so, mean... I'm actually
1: really interested to see how well it does on a console because uh, it's not what you usually would play on a console. Yeah. It's always ra- really ha- fun to see like uh, like building games and strategy games and that yeah. kind of things uh, uh, on a console, and if they do well on uh, there.
0: I yeah. would I would say this is actually very comparable to city skylines on console actually.
2: But yeah. what I've noticed mostly, okay, I just did recently a sponsored, I mean, I'm just disclosing that I did a sponsored stream <laughs> talking about being streamers to sponsor to play uh, games on console. Oh. I played yep. AutoNauts on console, the console version, and um, like what I've noticed the most, it's doable and it works. It's just so much slower. Yeah. So much yeah. slower. Yeah, so I sorry. imagine.
0: Rimworld on console I would imagine would be extremely slow.
2: Yeah, with like normally like of I'm parsing. at like eight
0: times speed when I'm playing that.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And stuff like combat is gonna be interesting. Methodical. Yeah,
2: yeah. definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you would have, have to have slower speed for combat. Like I, I would love it, even in like a normal rim world. The normal like slowest speed when there's a lot of things going in a, in the middle of a combat, I would like like quarter of the speeder. Mm. So you can actually properly, probably click control and RTS the whole thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, but it's exciting. Um, that clearly also shows that the game is not dead. I mean, not that anybody has said, "Oh my God, the game's dead," but right, like there's still stuff working on it, and I'm I'm sure we're gonna get the M whatever probably medieval DLC soon, tm for RimWorld, <laughs> and yeah, it's ex- it's it's cool to see. Cool to I would have that. a
0: feeling you'll hear something about that a couple weeks after this comes out.
2: Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If I had to guess. Um, on a less positive note, uh, Unity is laying off um, hundreds of people. So there's this article on Kotaku. Um, for those of you who don't know, Unity has been in some weird. Um, Spaces recently Uh, there was a big release about them uh, selling a lot of their tech to military and that started that hit their stock a little bit and some people got upset with them for that reason. and I'm just going to kind of read this ch- a chunk of this Kotaku piece, which is attached in the description of this podcast as well. Um, Leos have uh, uh, afflicted uh, Unity's offices across the globe. Sources tell Kotaku that pretty much every corner of the company has taken some sort of hit, though there has been a concentration in the AI and engineering departments—that's what was selling stuff to the military— On On uh, Blind, the anonymous messaging board uh, commonly used by employees in the tech industry, uh, Unity staffers say roughly three to four hundred people have been let go and layoffs are still ongoing and Kotaku's sources have said the same. Those who lost jobs this week were asked by their bosses to suddenly log into a video call with no advance notice of what the call was about. But for some of these calls, a member of Unity's Human Resources Department was also logged into the meeting. In these situations, it's usually pretty clear what that means um and then uh, they describe unity as, as being a air quotes shit show right
2: now yeah it's um it's surprising right because they am i remembering correctly that they didn't just also actually do some big investments um yes not to they bought long a lot ago. of things yes yeah they bought a lot of things so that they're suddenly like laying off Parts of their staff. It's like, did they overextend, or like, what, what, why suddenly? It's weird. It it does. It's not like they. It doesn't like nobody has heard anything about them like struggling or anything like that either, right? Because like Unity no. is still very much like one of the game engines of choice for lots and lots and lots of developers. So it's very odd.
0: <laughs> so th- this is a direct statement from. Uh, Unity, um, which I've grabbed through Twitter. Um, And and they say, as part of a continued planning process where we regularly assess our uh, resourcing levels against our company's priorities, we have decided to realign some of our resources to better drive focus and support long-term growth. This resulted in some hard decisions that impacted approximately 4% of all of Unity's workforce, which is like, holy crap, they got a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we we are grateful for the contributions of those leaving Unity, and we are supporting them through this difficult transition.
2: Yeah, to be fair, they are. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird.
0: Really, really, really weird. Because, like, their their AI and um, uh, – I I literally just read it. Um, Their AI and engineering departments were being heavily licensed by uh, global military um, to, like, um, uh, generate uh, planning potentials and possibilities for military outcomes and various other things. Uh, They were also doing modeling for uh, drones and things um i remember reading about this a couple of months ago and a lot of people getting really mad and i i kind of wonder if this is a side effect of the war in ukraine like people don't mm. want to be investing in companies that are selling stuff to certain military organizations
1: but yeah very possible i don't yeah. know yeah. Also, it's any so it's not so different from um, any other uh, like a uh, you need epic epics um or, uh, Epi- uh, Epix, uh, or uh, even even back in the day like you have uh, even on like, uh, retro consoles you have like a uh, US army training simulators and things like that so it's not it's it's been done like throughout the uh like gaming yeah, but these existence. aren't these
0: aren't being sold to gamers though this is like them licensing their tech
1: No no, no yeah same, same thing like a uh, NS games and those are like, they they weren't like actually available for public, but they were using like nes and things. So uh, consoles in general, okay. yeah. Xboxes and whatnot. Uh, throughout the like history, has been used to train uh, military things.
0: I don't know. It's then, weird. I I'm sure we'll hear more about this in coming weeks. Yeah. But it's it's strange. It's very 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 strange. Yeah. It's not like it's very surprising. Hurting.
2: Yeah. Very this, this reminds
0: me of when Blizzard just randomly turned around, reported record sales, and then laid off 800 people.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it is quite normal corporate practice as well. Yeah, mm. unfortunately. Massive bonuses to, to the leaders and uh, just kicking out there. Everybody else, yeah. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah. Speaking of normal corporate practice, uh, have any of you guys read this article about Valorant or should I take this one? I did not. Okay, I so... skimmed
2: it today. That's it.
0: So, Valorant, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, is a uh, first-person shooter kind of uh, like a somebody took c- Counter-Strike and gave everybody an, an an ultimate ability, and that's that's the game. Um, and it's it's made by Riot Games, which are wholly owned by Tencent. Keep this in mind. Um, and Valorant has problems with toxicity. Uh, it's got the same problems that every single multiplayer game on earth has. Um, you know, just people being racist, people being asinine, people being a problem. Um, and this game includes, uh, global voice chat that you can disable within the game, so you can just turn it off. But if you want to play the game at a competitive level, especially in ranked play, it's, Almost mandatory to have, if not mandatory, to have the in-game global voice chat on so you can communicate with your team. Um, they are uh, training an AI to detect if you're saying curse words and racial slurs um, or anything that would break their terms of service or harassment policies. Now, essentially what this means is starting, I think, today or in the next few days, uh, for a undetermined amount of time, they are recording all of the audio from every single Valorant match and training their AIs with it to test for false positives and false negatives and positives and negatives um, to be able to accurately dispatch of players that are uh, talking. So essentially, Valorant is listening to your microphone at all times.
1: Not to mention that I did actually read a different article on the same topic. and It is pretty... Terrible thing, like a. It's almost like dystopian. Mm, also, and this is definitely not gonna be used uh, in a in a wrong, purposes, purposes, uh, nah, or to be sold well. uh, to someone else uh, once uh, it's been training. Uh, to hear for these key phrases and things. Uh, to be used in other kind of a uh, surveillance and so on.
0: Yeah. And also keep in mind that Valorant already has, and this is the reason I refuse to install Valorant, and I, I have never actually played this game. Is Valorant has kernel level anti cheat, which means they have baseline control of your entire computer while the game is
2: running. Mm. So um,
0: keep
2: important that to in note. Mind too. Also important to note, because um, that's what I was wondering if that is GDPR compliant and. Uh,
1: Probably
2: not. It feels like it's not, and uh, that test is only rolling out in the U.S. Like they're only recording U.S. Um, people. <laughs> Sorry if you're.
1: Which is not surprising.
2: Which is not surprising. No, no, absolutely not. But uh, so if you're like in Europe, you're fine. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, I
0: still wouldn't install Valorant, but you know. I
2: wouldn't install it either. But I mean, if people are playing already, right? Like, it's 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 important to know like who is being recorded because, as I said, I don't think that's GDPR compliant.
1: No, especially, like, and not just, like, a whole European, but uh, certain countries are, like, super, uh, act, like, uh, strict what you can record. Uh, mm. And you need, like, uh, actually detailed permissions what you can do and not... Uh... Yep,
2: yep.
0: I, you know, I just think it's crazy because we we really do need, like, let, let's let's talk about this, like, kind of from a devil's advocate point of view. We do need to control toxicity in games, right? Yeah. Like, 100%. Yes. That... Absolutely. Like I I I think it was it was what Rainbow Six Siege that will like you speedrun to ban because like you just type in a word like a bad word and then bang your account's gone. It's like we we do need to police these things. I just don't know what the right way to do it with voice chat is. Like same I can I have no I idea. See, I can see the idea and the appeal behind like oh, if you record a, per- record a person, then it isolates the recording of all their audio from that match and sends it off. Like, I, I can kind of see that, but the idea of training an AI to do that is creepy to me. And I realize, like, they- Valorant is a huge game, right? This is this is a game with millions of active players. Like, this is a top ten biggest games in the world, probably, um, if not top five. It's it- This is a huge game. So I can totally understand that, like, it's unreasonable to be like, "All right, hire two thousand people and just like go through these reports," um, because like that's that's not a reasonable solution. So, I, how do you police a game of that scale without invading people's privacy? Because like, there's a difference between like moderating a game. And just straight up, like, well, I guess like Google Home is our, already exists. Um, and, like, <laughs> Alexa's already exist, which are on, always on recording microphone. But it's like, how do we not just become that? It's just, I don't see a right answer. Like, literally, like, this is the only right answer. But also, yeah. it's creepy.
1: It and is, messed yeah. up.
0: And this should be bigger news. Like, the fact that this just kind of popped up and didn't make any waves. And I was like, yep, okay. Hurts my brain. Like, this is weird to me.
2: Yeah, I would not feel yeah, comfortable absolutely. with it recording everything I say and like analyzing it. And I know, I know, and cuz cause, but cuz cause, cuz stuff is just going to get taken out of context as well, which is I don't know. Uh like it's it's really difficult cuz cuz we definitely need to do something and we need to make this we need to make spaces more inclusive and less hateful and and all of that sort of stuff, like, you know, like 100%. But yeah, this, as you said, this is just kind of creepy. It's just kind of creepy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mm. There really isn't
0: too much more to be said, I don't, I think, as, yeah. as often, like, we'll just... There will yes, probably we be, don't have the solutions. <laughs> there will probably be another round of articles, I would think, once this launches fully. And Mm. I'd be really like, like you were talking earlier, FG. I'm really curious to see if this ends up being GDPR compliant in any way. I'm also curious to see how widely this ends up being implemented once they're finished with it. So, uh, Riot Games scares the piss out of me. (laughs) I I don't know. They do definitely push
1: limits uh, in multiple ways, not not just making mega selling games, but also like testing water and some other things.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, th- this is a studio that, to this day, is still building their own internet. <laughs> Which is crazy. Because, like, the, it, it doesn't... It's not connected to too many things right now. It's only connected to their headquarters and two different esports arenas in two different cities. But they have direct lines from those esports arenas to their head office. So where it it's 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 weird like they're they're a very weird Mm. creepy studio considering like (laughs) keep in mind riot also had literally the exact same kind of situation that blizzard's having right now except they did a much more efficient much better job of brushing it under the rug and making sure everybody forgot about it yeah true so like riot's a weird studio and i know some people who work there as of now because they all left gorilla and got jobs at riot so wish them all (laughs) the best (laughs) Anyway, uh, final story. This one's kind of a happy, bittersweet, sad sort of story. Um, so there's this article on gamesindustry.biz, which again is attached to this podcast if you want to read it yourself. Uh, but Zaktronics, uh, the studio is shutting down. Um, for those of you unfamiliar, Zach, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't actually know his last name off the top of my head, uh, is a, uh, was originally a software developer. Um, it made, um, uh, industrial level software, um, worked on a open source project called infiniminer um which later was forked to become a game called minecraft um and as notch said when he won awards for minecraft when it still ran in java in a web browser in like 2009 he stated my infiniminer clone minecraft inspired by dwarf fortress so uh, this this is literally one of the people yeah zach barth is his last name um and uh so literally literally one of the people who helped birth minecraft into existence um, later went on to found Zachtronics as a studio, which just like as uh, just for a, a a quick couple greatest hits uh, of games that they've made. They uh, Shenzhen IO is uh, Exapunks. Um, they they put out a uh shanson solitaire which is my favorite solitaire variant uh opus magnum which was hugely successful ironclad tactics that nobody played space cam infinifactory which is kind of a automation factory game classic factory game classic tis 100 uh, eliza and recently a game called mobius front and a game called molex Since um their last three well actually even four releases underperformed um exapunks while it has incre- an incredible uh, audience response, it's a very in-depth, complicated hacking puzzle game. Didn't sell as well as they needed it to. Uh, Eliza, which was a, um, a visual novel about AI taking over our mental health care, um, which is very well written and I recommend it, um... Also didn't perform as well as they needed it to. Um, Molex since um, barely made a splash to the point where a friend of mine who's a really big fan of these games, I saw this game come out and told him about it and he didn't know even though he follows all of their social media. And Mobius Front um, barely made a, a dent uh, in sales. Um, the studio generally had about five people, uh, in five to seven people employed from depending on the game and how, uh, how many employees they needed. Um, but, uh, Zach Barth, um, the founder of the studio has, um, gotten a job at a university teaching computer science, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so he is shutting down the studio. Um, this isn't a, we're bankrupt. This isn't a, we're running out of money and laying everybody off. This is a, we, we are finished. We are closing the studio down and moving on. Um, and they are putting out one more game. There is going to be a final release, which I'm searching for the name of right here. Um... But essentially, like their statement is, they, they you know, they, they were kind of dwindling a little bit, and they they didn't want to, you know, kind of slowly fall into obscurity and then go out of business. They just kind of wanted to end on a high note, uh, per se. Um, so, where is their final game name? Uh, if anybody else wants to say anything about Zachtronics, take over here while I try and find. I can this. definitely
1: appreciate the like, quitting while you're at the top, uh, instead of just trying to push through, especially if there are. Um, uh, reaching different careers and things like that. Uh, uh, I have done similar thing uh, myself uh, earlier in my life when I started streaming and I quit what I was doing for 16 years before that. Uh, and also kind of also quit the university as well. Um, so I, I can definitely understand uh, that uh, at some point uh, even if it's the best thing in the life, uh, uh, something else Gets more interesting and you move uh, move to that one. And not just trying to keep going and going and going endlessly.
0: Ah. So I'm on their website now and I found it and I'm going to link it here in case anybody wants to put it into the document. Um, but it's in the podcast room for you guys to look if you want. Uh, It's called Last Call BBS, um, and the Last Call BBS is described like this. And I want to play this because it looks awesome. Uh, Boot up your your Z5 Power Lance and dial into Last Call BBS, (laughs) the last game from Zachtronics. The bar keeps loaded up this retro computer with a full set of puzzle games for you to download and play. No need to worry about copy protection. They're all fully cracked and ready to enjoy. And it (laughs) looks like it's just a bunch of puzzle mini games designed for, like, their made-up old-school OS on a made-up fake computer. Looks kind of awesome. Um, And I'll be honest, I've skipped a lot of Zachtronics games because I always feel like they're for smarter people than me. Same.
2: Absolutely.
1: Same. Like, I played the Space Game. A fantastic game, but... It's just that... I played
0: Ironclad Tactics and I loved it. Red Eliza and I loved it, and I love uh, Shenzhen Solitaire. So
1: yeah,
2: I'm I'm a super huge fan of the idea of their games because they are so clever. Mm-hmm. But 100 percent the exact same thing. I I feel that it's it's just games for smarter people than I am, and I I would just get frustrated trying to beat my head against them and i just it's it's just not the games for me um i wish them all the best um kind of sad that like their last few releases didn't kick off as much but um they've they've definitely left their mark i'd say for sure and um yeah it's 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 kind of the end of a a bit of an era because, like, a Zaktronics puzzle game that was that was like a thing, like, it was a it was they've a, genre. Invented a new
0: genre almost of yeah. puzzle games,
2: yeah, absolutely. And, um, it's it's as you said, bittersweet to see that go, but I'm glad they're like leaving on their own terms. They're all like they've got stuff that they're yeah. looking forward to that they're doing, like, nobody's like, you know, as you said, they're not quitting because they they're like broke or anything like that, and yeah, you know, gotta be homeless now or whatever. They're just moving on to other things and letting go and um, uh... um worth noting um uh, bell i'm just going
0: i don't know if you've seen this so i'm just going to attach this screenshot of this game to this podcast room um there is a game <laughs> in this for you it's uh, <laughs> building a gundam um that's one of their games or? that's one of the games in last call bbs okay so i might have to play their this. game that comes <laughs> out on the fifth so the last call bbs which is their final game is releasing into early access but they state that it'll be in early access for one or two months for balancing Mm. Um, so it'll be a short early access period um and uh, it is out in three days so 5th of july so the day after this podcast releases um i think um, I'm, I'm gonna buy this and at the very least try it um mostly because like it literally is just a bunch of games that you can play on a computer um to a point where like it almost seems like they're they've taken like ideas that didn't get finished and like are i was just gonna say cramming wrong, them together and yeah, in a
1: yeah. Like, prototypes and ideas they've had and but i'm checking them out and now it says, like, it small package of a uh, random thing. Uh. Yeah,
0: I'm going to read the names of these of the games that are included. All eight full games included with this game. 20th Century Food Court, Steed Forest Hobby Studio, x the Forbidden Path, uh, Shwa- uh, Shawanya Solitaire, uh, Dungeons and Diagrams, Chip Wizard Professional Edition, Hack Match, and Kabufa Solitaire. So there's two different versions of Solitaire
1: in this, which means I need to play it. <laughs> yeah the steel Forest hobby station is definitely my thing uh, it's like gundams and everything looking at the picture you linked um, um whoever made the like this, this picture has built gundams himself like there's details in, in this like small details in those parts and everything that uh, just someone looking at the gundams things wouldn't really pay attention to but someone who like me who has built a, I don't know 15 gundams or something like that uh, definitely is like Okay, some this guy has definitely, definitely built some Gundams in their life at some point.
0: Yeah, I just want to play Dungeons & Diagrams. Like, I, I don't know, like, uh, some of these look too much like Zaktronics games, where I look at them, I'm like, all right, maybe Chip Wizard Professionals sweet Edition, uh, not for me, but, like, I, the, the the, the ones that look cool to me look really, really cool. So I, I'm excited. I, I, I hope that, I hope it turns out well. I hope it does well, and I hope it's a good send-off for them.
2: Yeah, but one yeah. last hurrah.
0: Speaking of send-offs, I think it's time to send off this podcast for this episode of the Halcyon Frequency podcast um so i just want to say thank you bell and fg for joining me today it's good to host the podcast again even mm-hmm. though i missed a week and um i, I hope that uh, everybody out there listening to this podcast enjoyed the episode without me and if you want me to go way more often uh, i don't know tell me in feedback and then uh i don't have to be on as many podcasts and other people
1: can host it we can arrange stuff. yeah um that's kind of
2: sinister I know a guy. (laughs) Um,
0: But... I have friends at low places. Uh, But uh, if if you want to find more episodes of this podcast, you can do that on halcyonfrequency.com, where the whole podcast is archived. Also, a podcast platform of your choice. If it's not available on a podcast platform you like to listen to podcasts on, let me know and I'll make it appear there. Uh, Please leave us reviews if you can leave a review for the podcast in the places where people can leave podcast reviews for podcasts. Recommend it to people on Twitter, share it on social media, and tell your mom about it. I don't know. Play it for your dog. I'm sure they'll like it. Um, FG, can you tell us where people can
2: find your work? Yeah, you can find me um, pretty much everywhere under FG squared. That's the letter F, the letter G, and then just the word squared. Um, I'm on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon, Instagram, Tiki Toki. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, but on Twitter there's a sneaky underscore between the FG and the squared. And that's where you can find me.
1: And Belaner. You can find me on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash and then everywhere else I'm basically playing on our TV, so Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, for the gaming stuff. And actually recently I started a, a new YouTube channel uh, for miniatures and condoms and hobby painting and modelling and everything. And that's under the name uh, Rikus Hoppy Corner. And uh, it also has an Instagram, uh, uh, I think Rikus Minis. And if uh, we can link those somewhere under the description as well, that'd be cool. And I, I totally did not paint two K Space Marines while recording this podcast <laughs> at the same time.
2: You would
0: never. No. That's multitasking. I'm blind. You can find me at twitch.tv slash B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L and stupidskill.com. You can also uh, find me at YouTube under the same name and Twitter under the same name, B-L-I-N-D-I-R-L. Also Patreon under the same name. And the uh, kind of final thing I want to say is Halcyon Frequency is doing a game jam. Uh, the uh, last few days of this month, I have to get this that stuff all set up and ready to go on Monday. So uh, ho- hopefully um, we will have a place for you to sign up for the game jam uh, early next week. But um, yeah. That's, I think, everything. I think we'll take us out now. And uh, thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next Sunday. Bye. See you then.
2: Bye. Bye.